Hello, I am Joshua P. Warren, and this is Joshua P. Warren Daily. And tomorrow night, Thursday, December 20th, 2018, I'm going to conduct phase one of my roulette wheel experiment. I'm going to walk into a casino here in Las Vegas, Nevada at 8 p.m. Pacific time. And I'm going to place a bet on red or black or green. The wheel will spin one time, and when it's done, we will know the answer. And I'm not going to tell you how much I'm going to bet, but I am going to place an actual bet. Okay, I'll have some cash on the line here. And... When it's over, uh, I will tweet as soon as I can the answer. Because right now, people are going to my Twitter page, and they are taking this very quick poll. Is it going to be red, black, or green? And by the way, you know something that's really weird about this whole situation is that I get to sit down and go into my dashboard where I uh, can see how many people listen to this podcast. And I know, therefore, for a fact, I could tell you right down to the actual individual plays how many people listen to this podcast every day. I don't want to get into the exact figures, but I see them. Thousands of people listen to this podcast every day. And so far... About 50 people have gone to participate in this experiment. That's amazing. I don't understand how, how that is, that such a, uh, a small number of people listening uh, are actually going and participating. Now, one guy emailed me and said, well, I don't sign up for things like Twitter. Well, maybe that's the problem. You don't realize that you don't have to sign up for anything. If you go to whatever your search engine is, and you put in Joshua P. Warren Twitter, my page will come up, and right there at the top, currently, you will see this little survey that's pinned there. And all you do, you don't have to sign up for anything. You don't put your name in. You don't log in. You you just click red, black, or green, and you're done. That's it. And so if you are listening to this and you're intimidated because you think I'm trying to draw you in, like this is some kind of a a promotion or something like that, where I'm trying to suck you in and bait and switch or upsell you or something. No, I'm, I'm telling you, it's not that. The reward is seeing if, you know, I can get 10 people, nine or 10 people here who are consistently good at uh, guessing red, black, or green, because whatever happens tomorrow night, I'm going to tweet as soon as I can and say, okay, here's what the answer was. And it doesn't matter if I won or I lost. That tweet will also have a link in it that says, if you guessed correctly, now go to this link to continue the experiment. And when you go to that link, now you will have the opportunity to continue participating. But now I'm going to ask you to guess two, two spins 
instead of one and I'm just going to do this gradually until like I say I get at least a handful of people or whatever who are able to guess correctly 10 times in a row and that is where we're going to go and I'm going to place the big $10,000 bet and try to win us $10 million which we will split equally so you get a million dollars or thereabouts you know depending on your tax situation so this is an opportunity for you to actually get a million dollars for doing nothing okay you don't have to put out any money you don't have to sign up for anything and you know uh i don't i don't think i've ever even conceived of an opportunity along these lines where somebody could get a million dollars so easily so I don't know why that you wouldn't be participating. Uh, I don't want to certainly don't want to beg you to do it because I don't want people just coming in there who have no interest in what I'm saying just just hitting something. But you know what? Theoretically, you could. You could just be really really lucky and get yourself a million bucks. It reminds me of Napoleon. The story that, you know, he had one of his military advisors selecting generals and um, Napoleon says, well, how about this guy and this guy and this guy? And the advisor goes, well, you know, I, yeah, they, they, this guy won this battle and this fellow won this battle. And, but I think, you know, they were probably just lucky. And Napoleon says, well, fine, get me lucky generals then. And that actually is a sentiment that's been echoed throughout the ages. In fact, I was, you know, reading up on that story before I, I told you about it, and uh, says Eisenhower, President Eisenhower, uh, said, I'd rather have a lucky general than a smart general. So you might just be lucky. Maybe you don't have any psychic ability whatsoever. But you have this horseshoe stuck in your you-know-what, and this, you know, is an opportunity for you to participate. So if you want to do this, um, the survey is going to end here in probably around 24 hours. All you have to do, again, you can go to joshuapwarren.com and you'll find my Twitter section. Or if you just go to any search engine and type in Joshua P. Warren in Twitter, you'll see the poll there and then you can hit the button. And then, like I say, I will be doing a podcast and uh, using various media and saying all right if you are one of the the people who guessed correctly go on to phase two now this is based on the honor system i don't know for a fact um but i i I have a pretty good feeling that those of you who really understand what i'm doing here will keep up with it and follow through with it so again i don't have to beg you you know what the deal is but i'm reminding you for the last time here that this is your chance to go there and cast your vote so one of the things that i absolutely love about doing this podcast is getting feedback on a daily basis from those of you who listen and it's pretty darn amazing to see the people listen from all over the world and i get some of the most interesting emails you can imagine and i can tell when somebody emails me if uh they're kind of a wacko or not you know what i mean sometimes you get an email and it's just like a bunch of maniacal rambling 
I actually got <clears throat> a package. This is one of my classic stories. This was many years ago. I got a package that uh, it was well, it was like a big padded envelope, and I opened it up, and inside of it was a box of Lucky Charms cereal, but the box was empty and it had been cut open and flattened out. So I pull out this flattened piece of cardboard, a Lucky Charms cereal box. What the heck is this? And I open it up, and the whole other side, basically the interior of the Lucky Charms box, is this letter. And the guy who wrote it, he was able to write very small and neatly. And so there was a lot of information packed on the inside of that Lucky Charms box. Um, But... And I, and I don't even remember what the hell the guy was writing me about. But I, I've, I've seen a lot of stuff in my day, okay, come from just the general public. And so when somebody writes me an email, you know, I, I don't jump to conclusions. But, but right off the bat, you know, you can't help but think, like, is, does this seem to be coming from somebody logical or not? Well, I got what I uh, believe is a very logical and astute email from a big fan of this show, an avid listener named Stephen, and he lives in Texas. And so he said that he has an idea for an experiment. So right off the bat, he explained that in the same way that electricity has this odd relationship to magnetism, hence what we call the electromagnetic, he thinks that maybe light has some kind of a relationship with gravity. Sorry to clear my throat in your ear, but sometimes you have to do that. So, um, he said he thinks maybe light has a relationship with gravity slash space-time. Like, you know, and, and he's actually not the first person to propose this kind of thing. There are some physicists in very high positions who also have talked about this. I uh, did a podcast a while back about a guy who said that he thinks if you have a strong enough vortex of lasers, um, that that might be able to twist space-time. And I've even done some experiments with that uh, using Ron Heath's DT meter, and I posted pictures. So, I mean, we're, we're thinking along the same lines. But he's saying, you know, what if electricity and magnetism have the same kind of connection or something like that that light has to space time gravity right and and by the way i want you to realize i know a lot of you who listen to this uh podcast you're probably not in a position where you you get to go out there and do lab experiments or or read up on the latest wisdom or technology about you know this or that I understand that, you know, it's, it's, it's an abnormal position, really, uh, to be able to do uh, that. But, but you might think, you might presume that the relationship between electricity and magnetism is, like, well-known, well-established, down pat. But I'm here to tell you that that is not the case. Um, as a guy who has worked with some of the top scientists in the world and, and done all kinds of experiments in laboratories, and you know, I even spearheaded a project that made the cover of a science journal, I can tell you that we really do not actually understand 
what the relationship is between electricity and magnetism. We understand how it behaves, but we don't understand why it behaves that way. It's kind of like I can tell you about a duck. You know, I can describe this thing to you called a duck. Eh, it's a little bird, it's got a beak, it's got webbed feet, you know. I can cut a duck open and show you all of its internal organs. I can give you the tools you need to identify a duck. But, in the middle of the night, when that duck is squawking as it dreams, I have no idea what the hell that duck has in its mind. I don't know what's coming through there, because, well, that's a stream of consciousness. And I, you know, could be a duck, could be a deer, could be a bull, could be a fish, you know. I don't know. I don't know what... but. There's something about this duck that I cannot explain. Now, you might think that when that duck is dreaming in the middle of the night, that he or she is just, uh, well, uh, thinking about doing things that a duck does, swimming around, eating worms. But that may not be the case, because I, as a human, I dream about things all the time that I've never done. I dream about things that are completely outside of anything I've ever actually done. So I don't know. That duck could be Albert Einstein for all I know. So I can't really tell you exactly what a duck is because I don't know what's happening inside of a duck's mind. But I can describe to you the qualities of how to identify uh, a duck. And this is how you should look at the relationship between electricity and magnetism and this thing called electromagnetism. So I know exactly what Stephen in Texas is saying when he says maybe, sure enough, there is some kind of a relationship between the way light travels and how that affects time and space. But the the best thing about his email is he said, I have an experiment in mind. He said, what if one were to take big-ass spool of fiber-optic wire. Okay, now we're talking about over a mile of this. And then you hook that thing up to a laser, and you fire that laser through this, and now you have some kind of a circuit by anybody's standards. He said, if you shoot a big laser through over a mile of fiber-optic cable... And then you take something like Ron Heath's differential time rate meter and you put it next to it. Is it possible that it will create a deviation of some sort? That that the time rate meter, the DT, the DT meter, will actually respond when you pass that light through? Because if so, then that would actually be some kind of repeatable proof of time manipulation and for that matter time travel now that's a very simple setup he's talking about big spool of fiber optic cable big laser attached to it we all we do is we shine the light through it and we see what happens on the dt meter and he said guess what i have the fiber optic spool he said i got the spool sitting right here on my property in Texas 
you've got the DT meter all we're missing here is the laser now I have done many experiments with lasers as a matter of fact I'm working on a laser experiment right now but I have no experience whatsoever with taking a laser and connecting it to a piece of fiber optic cable that is over a mile long and uh, connecting it properly so that that laser shoots through the entire length of the fiber optic cable so this is the missing piece of the experiment and this is why I'm talking about it today if you have any insight any experience any background any suggestions any access related to this I'm looking for somebody right now who has experience hooking a laser to a long ass piece of fiber optic cable uh, just to you know tell me what you know what is the proper connection what kind of power what kind of wattage do we need to make sure that it goes through the whole thing etc um, you could be the missing piece of the puzzle here so if you have some experience with that well just email me go to joshuapwarren.com there's no period after the p go to joshuapwarren.com send me an email and tell me about your uh, well, your position, because if you become the missing piece in the puzzle, well, guess what? The puzzle will be complete, and then at that point, we will work together, uh, Stephen and myself and you will work together, and uh, we'll do this experiment, and we'll just see what happens. Maybe nothing will happen, but what if when you do what he's thinking about, you know, you, you, you pass a light through a big spool of fiber optic cable like this, the DT meter does deviate. I mean, this would be historic. This would be earth-shattering. And it would literally be the very first public demonstration of what could ultimately be considered a time machine. So let me know if you can fill in that missing piece of the puzzle. Okay, so we're a few days out here from Christmas several days out from Christmas so I want to leave you with something that I uh, teased you with a bit about yesterday I told you that when I was first contacted years ago by all the folks there at Coast to Coast AM principally Tom Danheiser uh, they asked me if I could contribute something to the Coast to Coast AM holiday album and the first thing I did was sit there in my remote part of Puerto Rico in my kitchen without any professional facilities whatsoever. I had a guitar, a, a poorly uh, made guitar, and a theremin. And so I recorded what I believe is the saddest version ever of The Little Drummer Boy. And what's funny is that I'm, I'm about to play this for you. And when you hear this, a part of you might think immediately, well, this is the shittiest thing I've ever heard in my life. But on the other hand, I really do believe that this has a place in the world of arts and entertainment because that this would be the perfect piece of music to use if you're doing a movie about Christmas 
and you're at like you're in the second act of the movie when everything is going to hell and uh like you know there's some Woody Allen-esque figure who is seeing everybody frolicking around but his life is going to shit and it, 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 this would be the perfect piece of music to play in the background that because it's a Christmas tune and it's a good Christmas tune but it almost seems like um, it's a dreary view of the fun that other people are having at Christmas time at least hey, look, I don't have to sell this to you but I'm you know because I have no idea if anybody will ever give a crap about this but look I am selling it to you so just imagine that imagine some kind of a Christmas movie where some guy's having a shitty day in the middle of Christmas time and everybody's having fun but him and this is playing in the background I think that's the proper context so I'm going to play this for you just like yesterday I played you know the poem puppy poem so now I'm going to end today's podcast playing this thing that I presented on the theremin. My version on the theremin at that time under those circumstances of the little drummer boy. But before I move on to that, I want to remind you now, I'm giving you one last opportunity to go to my Twitter page and put in your vote. Is it going to be red, black, or green? when I go to the roulette wheel tomorrow night. So that said, joshuapwarren.com is my website. This podcast is called Joshua P. Warren Daily. It's always short. It's always free. You can subscribe through various means or just follow me on Twitter, and I will usually tweet when a new one is available. So that said, thank you for listening. Thank you for your interest and support. Thank you for staying curious. I will talk to you again tomorrow. And now here is the little drummer boy on theremin. Dreary as hell by Joshua P. Warren. <laughs>